0: This is our podcast. It's about anime, and it's on Goomba Stomp. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm joined today by Kyle and Matt. How are you both doing?
1: Good. We actually remembered to plug the site this time, so that's after. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. We're not just deciding to, to do this randomly properly. out of nowhere.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> How are you both doing? What's news in your lives?
1: So, like I said. Um, I got a thunderstorm rolling in, so we might be treating our viewers to, or not viewers, listeners, to uh, some nice thunder sounds. So uh, just putting that out there, you might hear some booms in and, the future. And bangs. and <laughs> bangs, yeah.
0: Exciting. <laughs> and Kyle, what about you? How's your weather?
2: Um, slightly inclement. It is gray right now in Seattle, Washington. Isn't that just
1: like the default state
2: there? Yeah, which is still a little weird for me to get used to. Um, I I, I grew up in California and then I went to school in Maine. Uh, So I'm kind of used to, well, I'm not used to spastic weather because it was literally sunny like yesterday. And there are some days where I'll go to work and it's just bright and clear and blue outside. Then I get off and it's raining and (laughs) it's... It's weird. I don't like it. I don't trust it.
1: Yeah, you sent that one picture of uh, the roof of your workplace one time, and that was really beautiful. Gotta say.
2: Yeah, and then the next day it was awful, and I got my shorts soaked from biking <laughs> in the rain. So that was fun. Mm-hmm.
0: And speaking of pictures, Cardi,
2: you sent me that picture of your cock, and that was beautiful. Oh that my god! Really All right, well, should we start up the Boca No Pico counter? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, we'll leave that in the last episode, I think. We'll we'll let that die there.
1: (laughs) Okay, something tells me that won't be the case, but whatever you say, (laughs) boss.
0: Okay, so what games have you both been playing recently? Before we start the anime chat, uh, what have you been
1: playing? Right, so um, that little thing called E3 happened last week. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's just a little bit of a gaming news show. But yeah, Nintendo stealth <laughs> dropped a bunch of stuff, uh, one of which being the Octo expansion for Splatoon 2. And so I've been going mm. through that and have an absolute blast. I beat the final boss, but I haven't done all the challenges. And man, that boss, it's like, I don't know if any of you have played Nier Automata, but it's like up there at levels, levels of bullshit, of epicness, yeah. and just like insanity. And I loved it. I it like was, Nier
0: Automata. I've played yeah, it. So it yeah,
1: completely mean. out left field. Yeah, and I loved it. It was great. And so yeah, now I'm just going through and uh, mopping up all the challenges I missed, and just because it's a really well and tight expansion, so having a good time with that. Good stuff. What about you, Kyle?
2: Well, on my end, oh, Nintendo, here's your free advertising. Um, I played Mm -hmm. through the Octopath Traveler demo, which is fantastic. Um, Yeah, I had kind of ignored it up until then, just because I checked out the original demo, wasn't. Too impressed. Um, I didn't feel a huge need to like try it out or even follow um, with the progress. So with this blast on, um, considering they were advertising it as the last demo before release, I was like, "All right, you know, it's it's going to carry your progress over into the full game. Might as well try it out, see what I like." And I so the great thing about Octopath is that its whole shtick is that. There are eight characters um who have their individual stories, and you get to choose which of them you start the game with. So I chose the adorable little merchant girl, and yeah, she, she immediately <laughs> won me over. It's, it's just rest of in a JRPG. Oh really? And she's great, tress is great, the, the game's great. Um yeah, it's it's satisfying everything that I enjoyed from Bravely Default while removing a lot of the horse shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Namely, just Bravely Default has a very slow start like every other JRPG. Um, But Octopath has a very... Octopath hits the ground running, which I'm very appreciative of. Uh, But aside from that, uh, I've actually... uh, picked up Darkest Dungeon again after a while.
1: Yeah, what well, I um, saw you boot that up literally four minutes before we started recording. <laughs> what was up with that?
2: I well, well <laughs> um so you I have to set an alarm? I, I no I have two Not no I it's a it's a quick pick up and play game, but okay. I have two reasons why I have been playing Darkest Dungeon. One is okay. I'm a very big fan of roguelikes. Uh, IP, and it does. I wonder
1: why. Yeah. Mm. No, never realized that with your handle name on everything.
2: <laughs> That's at Like the Rogue on Twitter. Follow, like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you. But yes, I, I enjoy roguelikes quite a bit. In Darkest Dungeon has <clears throat> very good roguelike mechanics. Another part is that I downloaded a mod that turns some of my party members into cute anime girls. <laughs> So, I've been playing that.
1: <laughs> like, I, I make that noise as if I wouldn't also download said mod.
2: <laughs> oh, you weeb. We're all weebs here. It's okay. <laughs> Anyways, weebs. That's why we're here. Well, actually, what about you, Harry? What have you been playing? <laughs>
0: uh, so, I recently finished God of War on ps 4 Oh. Right. Ah, yeah. So, I didn't get it initially because it was quite expensive, but it came in a little sale recently. So, I was like, okay, I'll get it. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It was really good. Have you guys played it?
2: Oh, Yeah i
1: yeah, have I got not watch and play through
0: all of it oh no i'm oh, yeah. sorry yeah i can't yeah, we wouldn't be able to talk about spoilers there. on
1: here
0: anyways yeah anyway, i won't mention any spoilers but so you've played it matt did you say
1: yes i've played it to yeah. completion
0: i i really enjoyed it i had a good time with it i i love the original trilogy um i played them on ps2 uh, and ps3 mm-hmm. uh in fact no i played god of war 3 on ps4 when it was remastered um but yeah i really enjoyed it and uh I think next to Persona 5, it's probably the only video game story I've actually enjoyed because I think <laughs> where most video game stories just sort of have a pretty cliche fantasy narrative that's just ridiculous, this was the mm-hmm. only one that I've really come across where it's extremely character-driven, much right. like Persona 5, it's very, very heavily focused on Kratos and Atreus.
1: Right. And it's Which they pulled off characters. so well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think if you took that out of it, it would just be a really boring, cliche, Norse mythology, fantasy narrative that is just Mm -hmm. pretty bland, to be honest. But because it was all about their characters and their growing relationship, it became really engrossing and really fun. Right. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought the combat was awesome. Uh, The world building was great. And it was just it was a good time.
1: I enjoyed it. Right. And you can't not mention also like the unique long cut storytelling too. how the entire game Was a single cut, which was so neat because that, like, the cam, the camera work in that game, it made it feel so intimate. Those those scenes where they really hit the high notes, they hit all the harder because of that camera work. It was just yeah. phenomenal.
0: Well, that's it. By doing that, I think it meant that like every single second of playtime was focused purely on Kratos and Atreus. It didn't mm-hmm. cut away to any other characters. It didn't leave them. Right. It was constantly with them. So the entire journey was spent at these characters' side meaning at the end you'd really grown attached to them right um and that's why it worked as a story because it was purely character driven and that's why i think it's one of the very very few video game stories that isn't hot garbage and it's actually (laughs) good so yeah i really enjoyed it it's cool so yeah all is good in the land of video games so Mm -hmm. speaking of games they recently announced the killer kill video game uh i'm a i'm a huge fan of killer kill i love the anime uh, what do you guys think about the game? what do you anticipate it to be?
1: Right. so the one one of the, we don't know a whole lot about this game yet, but one of the few things we do know is that it's being developed by Arc System Works. And if there's one thing Arc System Works is well known for, it's their fighting games. And what's there a lot of when you kill the kill, there's a whole lot of fighting. <laughs> and it's really funny too because if you go on the official site for the game, <laughs> They have a, little, a lot of product information, a lot of it's TBC to be announced. Um, but under genre, they have it as KLK Battle Action. As if like kill the kill <laughs> is part of the genre, <laughs> which is oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah that's...
1: It's, that's a little tongue Maybe. in cheek there. Yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that it's going to be a 2D fighting game, even with the the four screenshots we have. We have that 30 <laughs> second trailer, but it really doesn't tell us anything. Um, you can tell it's probably going to be in the same vein as Dragon Ball Fighters where it'll zoom to like a different camera angle for like the big hits or during like arena transitions, but it's probably going to be a 2d fighter.
2: So I am a little hesitant about this game just because ArcSys is the publisher, not the developer. The developer is a plus who has previously done, um, the Little Witch Academia game, uh, and let me let me pull back the curtain here and look up real quick. Um, yeah, it. I can't. A-plus hmm. video games. Here we go. They have developed Little Witch Academia, a couple River City games, something called AW right. Phoenix Festa for the Vita and a 2D side-scrolling ARPG on the 3DS. So that is their track record. Um, okay. So that's why I'm a little hesitant. I, I didn't hear bad things about the Little Witch Academia game, but from what I heard, like, you would really only get it if you were a fan of the show. And right. I'm hoping I haven't heard that's, anyone
1: talking about it. Yeah,
2: I'm hoping that's not going to be the case with the Kill a Kill game. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect.
1: Right. I didn't realize that actually. Yeah. Because when I was on the, uh, Arc system work Wikipedia page earlier, just kind of like checking out the record, because I knew they mainly do fighting games. So I wanted to see if they did anything else. I noticed that the killer kill was under the games published list, but I thought that was just like, I don't know what I thought. I, but I, <laughs> yeah, I thought they were the developer because that, that's their name Plastered all over all the advertising, their homepage. They're saying go to the yeah. system works booth and the Anime expo. Yeah. So, yeah. and there's nothing on the official page that ever says anything about this A plus studio. So, yeah, that is uh, it, a. It's,
2: is, it's, it's a single line like K, K, KLK Battle Action. It's just a single line that says development A plus. But they have, yeah, oh, like they, right. have, they have yeah, system nice. plastered yeah. okay. everywhere, which I don't know if that's just them trying to like use. Arxis is a brand name to get the game to sell because mm-hmm. they don't trust A plus on their own, mm-hmm. or the right. or you know the IP on its own to sell. Yeah. I so I don't I don't know. I that that's why it's got me a little hesitant. I'm still cautiously excited mm-hmm. and optimistic about it, just because I want to fight people as Nonon. <laughs> I she, yeah. she's great. Yeah. But, I, I yeah. think.
0: Uh, I mean, I think potentially it could be really, really good. Uh, going to what Matt said about Dragon Ball Fighters, I think it, if it, if it is a two D um, fighting game, I think that would be great fun. And I think especially if they pushed the zaniness of it and made it as mm-hmm. weird and as bonkers and off the walls as possible, right. um, I think one of the things Killer Kill does really well is it's extremely expressive of its animation, and it's really stylized in that approach. And I mm-hmm. think if they did the same for a fighting, but it'd be awesome uh alternatively i think a genre that could work maybe not as well but i think it would still be all right is a dynasty warriors styled game potentially mm. um because again just a huge focus on action uh and fast fun gameplay but yeah i think the the little witch academia game it looks fun and i'll probably get it at some point but uh i've heard kind of a mixed amount of things about it like some people say yeah it's pretty good but there's always faults there's always people saying oh but that's not so good that's not so strong um so yeah, I, I'm not sure what to expect for Killy Calico cool game. I hope it's good because I love the anime, <laughs> right. like I said, but I'm hesitant until we see a bit more gameplay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, conversely, like, oh, sorry.
1: Oh yeah, I was just gonna say which we're gonna get um, at Anime Expo, which is uh, uh, yeah. two weeks away from here. So we'll finally we'll get some details then. But yeah, but, yeah. It's, it's exciting news. We want to talk about it. See, like speculate what it's gonna be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm definitely like I I want it to be good. It's just uh, I'm. There's not enough information for me to get ex- like exceedingly hyped for it. Um, conversely, um, one of the games that is coming out that I'm decently excited for uh, is the My Hero Academia fighting game, which right, there is yeah, yeah. plenty of footage of, and it looks like a lot of fun. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, I'm really excited and for that as well. Yeah, they're capturing the aesthetic of that show perfectly. So, that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. An idea that I think <clears throat> could potentially be in this game, um, going along with the kill-a-kill zaniness, um, So, of course, there are games like Dead or, the Dead or Alive series or Centauri <laughs> which they have their famous <laughs> slash... What are you laughing about, boy? <laughs> Those are I, totally I wholesome that. games. Uh, I, <laughs> So they have their this sort of dress break systems where, like, the more damaged characters get, like, their clothes become torn and whatnot. And that is 100% for fan service. And I'm not saying there's not a whole lot of fan service in Kill a Kill. But in Kill a Kill, the whole, like, all the characters' powers are derived from their clothes. Um, And so I wonder if they would introduce some sort of dress break system that would actually, like, impact gameplay. So, like, as your clothes become... More damage, you might lose some of your powers or lose your abilities. I don't know how that would be balanced if this really is a 2D fighter, because I feel like that would be really difficult, but that is something that would fit right in line with the absolute batshit craziness of this killer killer universe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, well, regarding like the. Oh,
0: sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, I I think Honestly, (laughs) that would actually work quite well, and I could see that happening. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't like nudity? Yeah.
2: I'm down, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like that whole idea of what what exactly is a battle action game. Um, right. I I would be totally okay if they traded off, you know, a more competitive, you know, traditional fighting game aspect to something that's a little more arcadey, um, and just focused on capturing the feel of Kill a Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, so, not necessarily worrying about balance a huge amount, but if it feels like the show, that I would actually be more happy about. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true, because that's something that Dragon Ball Fighters does extremely well. Like, I only got around to playing the, the beta; I never got to play the full game. But even from the beta, like, I felt like I was playing Super Saiyan. Like, it felt yeah crisp. It felt tight. It felt just like uh bam 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 <laughs> i'm terrible at this um, but yeah um i want i want to be able i want to feel like i'm controlling someone that's wearing one of these they were called kambuis right um it's been a long time since i've watched the show uh the i think so I, i've not seen it in ages either <laughs> right that may have just yeah. been the name of the ryuco's dress but yeah i want to i want it to feel like we're controlling one of those characters bombastic is yeah the term mm-hmm. bombastic <laughs> yeah I think it would be good. I think, yeah, like Dragon Ball Fighters
0: was really good fun. Uh, and it's just a really kind of crisp, seamless fighting game. And if Killer Kill would have the same kind of thing, that would be wicked. The only mm-hmm. thing I'd wonder about is there's not actually a whole lot of characters in Killer Kill to play as.
1: Right, so... I was wondering that too. Um, yeah, you got the core four, Riko, Satsuki. You could probably have Mako as for like Yankee oh, yeah. form. Maybe. <laughs> you'd, you'd, or even, uh, even as a joke character almost, <laughs> you could make Mako fighter i don't know yeah sort of like how uh i'm trying to think of a joke character i was gonna say tau kaka but she's definitely not a joke in blaze blue but yeah you get what i mean mm. but yeah besides that um there is oh what's that that military dude with the mohawk uh kyle oh, uh, you mean no, not... Well, yeah, guy, but I mean Chilly Kill. <laughs> <laughs> They've, they have a have I know have who you mean, stuff. yeah. yeah.
0: Is part of New beach. yeah.
1: Right, right, yeah. He had my favorite theme in the whole show, too. Um. But, yeah, I mean... They could get crazy with some of the characters, I feel like, and that's something that... Well, again, this isn't by Arc System Works, so it's, this is so y- difficult.
2: Y- yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm, like, I'm... Based on the developer's track record, I, I have a reasonable assumptions that it may just be a tie-in game, which. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully, in a couple of weeks when you know, there's more gameplay footage out, but right, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a show that can translate well into a video game.
1: For sure, yeah. I hope it's a
0: dress-up simulator and you just dress the characters up and that's it. You just dress them, undress them, change their outfit, dress them differently, and and that's
1: that. Yeah, that's what I'd like. The clothes change their stats, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At least for mobile, yeah. We don't have have a platform yet. Price, Uh, ratings, platform are all TBC. Clothes
0: change their stats, but you can't actually do anything. The stats mean nothing. So you change their stats, but there's
1: no actual gameplay beyond just dressing them up. Yeah, yeah. You, you just kinda like pat them on the head, see their remote,
2: yeah. <laughs> emotions. Oh my god, it's yeah. a little waifu game. Yeah. Oh there we go.
0: Man. See, I joke, but if that's revealed next week, I'll be really <laughs> fucking angry. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if if yeah. that's put out at anime expo, I would not be happy. I hope it's a really, really fun, good fighting
1: game. So fingers crossed. Right. I hope um, they have it playable there too, although I doubt it, but yeah, because Ed is go wait, not Ed, uh was it Ed? yes uh, Yeah. Yes. ed moreno another writer from the site he's going to anime expo so he'll be able to check that out so it'd be great if they had a playable for him to try and first-hand impressions
0: on the subject of anime games what franchises would you like to see get video game adaptations
1: Ooh. oh <laughs> oh Harry man can't those hard just throw us
0: questions
1: yeah geez um Boku no
2: Pico game maybe? oh god damn <laughs> see, this
1: is what I mean I didn't trust couldn't help before us. there we
2: I didn't go
0: we
1: <laughs> okay continue I forget I said that yeah, yeah what What franchises would you like to see <laughs> but, like I don't know exactly how this would translate well it would probably be like a survival horror game but hmm. I just I have made in the abyss on my mind all the time I adore that yeah show. it's so well done and it's I so good to too. and I feel like that. that's just the abyss is such an fascinating place to explore and that's the whole point of it is that it's unknown you don't know what's going to happen and like all the dangers involved with it the curse of the abyss like where you if you rise in it then you'll get hit by various side effects or like the bends and scuba diving it's just such a fascinating world to explore and I want to be able to do if I was able to do that in a video game format I think that would be so amazing but again like I feel like that'd be a really fucking stressful game to play. <laughs> because you would be have to take into consideration so many factors at once. And I get stressed enough playing survival games. I feel like this would crank it up to like the nth degree.
0: Yeah, that'd be really cool, though. I agree with you. I think that'd be awesome. And there's so many really cool mechanics you could implement into that to make it right. really one of a kind and unique. So yeah, what about you, Kyle?
2: I would actually... Mm-hmm kind of want to see a Yojo Senki game. Ah. Something like Dynasty Warriors. That would
1: work, ah. yeah. Airborne uh, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> where you're just a tiny little blonde lolly just flying around alternate history Europe just blowing people up with your magic oh. rifle.
1: Yeah, that actually, that's actually a really neat idea. I would not be surprised if that actually happened because that, that show... Became popular very quickly, and I think the second season got announced. Right, I might be making that up.
2: I, I'm pretty sure it, yeah, it definitely like blew up. Yeah, but yeah, that's something that I would be interested to see, um, just because of the setting too, um, which is right. fantastic. I love, I, I love whenever anime goes into mid 20th century Europe. That's why I love Valkyria Chronicles so much. Because mm-hmm. I love that aesthetic, um, but yeah, it would definitely be. I, I guess it would have to be some sort of Dynasty Warriors kind of game because it is strategic or like on some level. Pseudo
1: like Ace Combat, like some of those, <laughs> uh, like some games.
2: Oh, man. Ace Combat. Isn't that what Strike Witches was?
1: There's oh yeah, and I remember there was actually some Nanaha PSP games that were. Sort of like that as well except they were one-on-one fighters they took place in the air and it was they never released in the u.s It was only Japan, but the, the PSP was notorious for being like Cracked wide open, but yeah, it was really cool because a lot of your attacks They would create like this smoke as in like That happened to the show and so you could use that smoke to kind of like surprise your opponents in the air and whatnot And I like that game. It was actually fairly fleshed out um, for a licensed game like that back back in the time
0: hmm i think um for myself like for a pick going on the dynasty warriors thing that kyle said uh dragon ball have had like loads of different uh genres game wise but they've never done a dynasty warriors styled game and i think that would be really fun because again it's such a sort of uh obvious one to do Like, like with so many good characters good worlds and there's a lot of content there uh But going off that as well one franchise that i'm so surprised has never had that dynasty warriors treatment and it's not an anime it's going away from that but final fantasy i Hmm. um i'm i'm waiting every day for final (laughs) fantasy warriors to be announced because to me that is the most perfect franchise for a dynasty warriors treatment and it's never been Hmm. done and i really really want it to be done there is just pools of content you could take from that franchise
1: that is very true yeah there's all sorts of like mook minions you could use as like the fodder to cut through all the hero characters you can choose from all the villains as well yeah Yeah, that's that's infinite potential there for sure
0: it'd be so good to do it i think dragon ball going to anime yeah that would work as well um but who knows maybe one of these days we'll see that but yeah um anyways so going away from that what's our next topic let me just look up what have we planned oh okay america america's uh anime adaptations so that segue though. That segue is absolutely <laughs> flawless. The <laughs> yeah. neatest, most professional segue. <laughs>
1: yes, I will not argue with that.
0: <laughs> so in recent years, we've obviously seen a lot of uh, adaptations of popular anime. So we've seen the Death Note movie on Netflix. We've seen Ghost in the Shell through Hollywood. Um, and I think America has this real habit of adapting things and Americanizing it. it, it. And uh, this is the Brit in me speaking now, but I fucking hate it. <laughs> why do you stupid, idiot Americans have to take everything and make it shit? Why? Like,
2: because like, America's number countries...
0: one. Yeah, fuck nice. off with that. Why? <laughs> like, like, why? Like, we have to do our own version of everything. No, you fucking idiots. Just enjoy what the other country has made. Oh, no, but we have to do our version. Why? It's fine. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You take everything and ruin it. But anyways, yeah, what do you think to uh, anime adaptations in America?
2: <laughs> I, so I don't think it's an American issue. I, I yeah. think this is just an <laughs> issue that you see with adaptations in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so out of, out of my own curiosity, I was browsing it out, and I saw, oh, what is this? Mob Psycho got a live-action adaptation. Neat. I just skim an episode and I immediately hated it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a large part of that has to do with, you know, in in adapting something, like you need to make sure that you like just capture the essence of what made the original unique and fun or interesting. Um, and a lot of times, like it, for for whatever fucking reason, like Ghost in the Shell being a great example, they they just. Say fuck it and look at it on a very shallow level, and like, all right, we got a ghost in the shell adaptation, we got Scarlett Johansson flipping around on walls and fighting robots. It's shit, shit,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely garbage,
2: yeah. Yep. But that is not a problem exclusive to American adaptations, I don't think, just because going yeah. back to the mob psycho adaptation, like it it loses so much of the original series personality. Was this a
0: a Japanese live action adaptation? Yes, it
2: was a Japanese live action adaptation. Um, There was another show that did something similar. I don't know if either of you have watched Kakegurui.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: I have. Oh, there was a live action adaptation. There was a live action adaptation. And I checked it out in, like, for both, Mob Psycho and Kakigurui, like what made the originals so much fun is that, you know, they they, they focus on, you know, specific things that ties into you know what the show is about. So for Mob Psycho it's a lot of you know zany action, um and a lot of colorful set pieces, backgrounds and scenery. Um just Further emphasizing the over-the-top campiness of the show. When you remove that, it's not even like removing that, but when you don't even include that in the adaptation, it feels very watered down. Um, and same with Kakarui, where they don't nearly play up the same amount of like, you, know, campy fan service um, or the interesting like dynamic shots that they have, it feels very hollow. Um, Mm -hmm. where it's an adaptation in name only
1: yeah and the Japanese live actions are in particular are pretty bad one (laughs) because they have a lower (laughs) budget yeah (laughs) and two uh, they have a terrible habit I'm not sure about the mob psycho and kakagura ones but it's probably true of modeling the actors in the same appearance as their anime counterparts
2: Mm. and it
1: looks really fucking dumb (laughs) 90% 90% of the time, like, these anime characters don't exist. They're designed to be these extravagant, flamboyant designs to catch the eyes of the attention. But it looks good because it's 2D, it's fake, it's animated. But when you try to translate that to real people, it just looks like some wannabe fashion show that's not going to go anywhere. And it, it immediately pulls you out of the experience. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I will give American adaptations is that they do... Try to play to the strengths of live action and make it look better, but that's a whole. They have their whole other set of problems. Like like Ghost in the Shell, and and that was the problem for the Death Note movie was that they did that. So yeah,
0: changing his name to
1: Light Turner as well. That just sums
0: up the stupid (laughs) mentality of adaptations like that. It's, it's as if they have to try and appeal to the fucking morons that vote for Donald Trump, and they can't have a name that's more than two syllables, so they have to simplify it. Just fuck off, okay? I'm gonna stop ranting.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, we could rant forever about the yeah. but on, on the
2: flip side, there are some wonderful adaptations. Well, not even adaptations. Like, I, I hesitate to say adaptation just because, like, the, the way you. Like use source material well is by having it inspire your own work, um, which is what shows like Avatar, Voltron, and Castlevania did.
1: Mm. Exactly. Right, because again, going back to playing to the strengths of the media, uh, what a lot of these adaptations try to do is they try to simply imitate the source material Mm -hmm. They just try to um, take it and then do the same story in a live action format when that's not the case 2d animation has its strengths and weaknesses Live action has its strengths and weaknesses. This is the same problem with CG anime as well Is that CG tries to imitate 2d animation style when it that's why it doesn't work um, CG has its own strengths and so when You take elements of the original story and you apply them to the strengths of um, Your own and with their own storytelling. That's when you can create something that's actually entertained, something that's still faithful to the original, but is something new and fresh at the same time. And Castlevania, like you said, from what I hear, I haven't seen it, but I've seen some clips of it, is an A-plus example of that. Hmm.
0: I think uh, when adapting things, in my opinion, the best thing to do is to actually deliberately deviate from the source material. I know it's a weird perspective, but this is what I mean by that. If you try to copy the original source material beat for beat, all you're going to do is create a worse version of the original. Right. Because it's, it's never going to beat the original, is it? So why try? The only thing <laughs> you can do is change every single aspect and almost make something entirely new that's just inspired by the original. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with, obviously, adaptations, they take that source material and just remake it in a worse format and it just doesn't work um there's for example okay so there's an english comedy show called peep show i don't know if you guys have ever heard mm-hmm. it.
1: I've heard the name yeah, yeah. Yes. i don't know
0: anything about it though so, so basically it's a comedy show where the gimmick is it's told entirely in first person so whenever there's a character in the so it's two characters jeremy and mark and it will be through the perspectives of one of them so it'll be say say mark's in the scene. It will be first person through Mark's vision. And you'll hear his internal monologue as various social situations happen. And then it might flip to Jeremy and it will be his internal monologue as something's happening and its first person. Uh, and it's already kind of like sarcastic and dry. It's very good. Um, but there was an American adaptation of it. They only did a pilot, but it was awful because <laughs> they actually lost they, they lost that first person gimmick and they just kept the internal monologue but they lost the first-person aspect. The way, in my opinion, to adapt a show like that is to keep the the gimmick, the first-person viewpoint and the internal monologue, but change every single character to a totally new character and not replicate the characters of the original. Because by doing that, it's just (coughs) going to be a worse kind of bastardization of the original character.
2: But if you turn Mm -hmm.
0: it around... I mean, you were talking about The Office earlier um i've not seen the american office but i know the reason why a lot of people love it is because michael scott isn't david brent he's michael Mm -hmm. scott he's a new character he's a new manager with his own personality his own issues and his own things uh and it creates these new characters that aren't direct counterparts to the original source material they're their own things and that's why people love it um and i also know that the original season from what i've heard it follows the source material of the british one very closely And people don't really like the first season because of that, because it's just a worse version of the British one. But when they said, okay, we're going to do our own thing now, (coughs) make our own show, that's when it starts to come into its own. And I think that extends to anime adaptations as well. If you try and retell the story of Death Note or Ghost in the Shell, it's just going to be an inferior version of the story. So do Mm -hmm. something totally different. Turn it on its head. Tell it in a totally Mm -hmm. new way. So... Yeah, that's what I think to adaptations. So that extends to any any adaptation, video game, right. anime, uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, you yeah. you bring up a good point because yeah, I, in that sense, I think a good adaptation in that in that regard, if you don't know that it's based off a source material and you watch this adaptation, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to realize this is adapting something. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about before, I had no idea that The Office was an adaptation of the UK show (laughs) because it's good on its own. Um, And that's a sign of a good adaptation. It it stands on its own. It doesn't need to lean on the source material um, for it to get attention or for it to kind of have any merit. And so what you were just saying about kind of like deviating from the source material, becoming its own identity, but still being inspired from it. um, That's how you create one of those truly good adaptations, I think. Yeah, yeah.
2: On the anime side too, like that's actually like a problem that I've had with a few different series in regards to. Well, not not even a problem, just something I've noticed um, with series getting adapted from light novels. Um, oh yeah. So, for example, I don't know if either of you have watched Konosuba. Suba. Um, yep. But I've not known. I known. Konosuba is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> um, it's it, it's a like the halfway point between. Always Sunny and Dungeons and Dragons, but with anime, um, it, it's great. I, all of the characters are a lot of fun. They have very distinct personalities. Um, the sense of humor is executed very well. There's a good sense of timing and comedic beats. Um, it was great. And I found out it was adapted from a light novel and that that's f- much further on than what's been animated. So right. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'll look up the light novels because you know, I it, it it'd be neat to see these characters again. I hated it; it's yeah. awful. The, <laughs> yeah, the light the, novel I, is god I would definitely would not be able to read the light novel. Um, and I actually had this discussion with somebody um, recently, but light novels have a very low standard for what gets published. Yeah. Um, where things like entire lines of periods constitute dialogue. Um, and that was the problem that I had with Konosuba's light novel every like all of the characters were there but it was just executed so poorly like you have the basic ideas for you know characters like aqua and Megumin. like sure you have this useless goddess this terrible wizard, but it doesn't really it feels like it was written by a thirteen year old. But in adapting it into an anime, um, in giving the characters a little more room to explore, giving them actual full dialogue, um, it it gains a whole lot more by building on a very hollow structure, a hollow skeleton. Um and yeah exactly like we've been discussing so far like it it plays on the medium strength um, in that adaptation uh, conversely there was another series uh, that i followed for quite a bit i don't know if either of you have watched zero no Ma. oh yeah
1: that was uh yeah seen all four <laughs> seasons oh my
2: god i it it broke Actually, my heart like
1: yeah, I actually liked the second season a lot. Like, the second season still sticks with me to this day. Yeah, Other seasons are a little forgettable, but the second season, hmm.
2: It, it was great. But the problem with it was JC staff got a hold of it. Yeah. <laughs> and by season three, it became fan service, the show. Yeah. Which I, like, as I think it was like episode three of season three, and it was just, a bikini beach episode. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Like, this, like, <laughs> I'm done. You had some great characters. You had a great story. It's like, it just all went away. Um, cut forward a few years later. Um, I'm browsing 4chan like the kids do. And I saw this thread about somebody recommending the light novel um, and saying, yeah, if you wished Zero No was better, read the light novel. And I go back to it and I read it. And it's. Very well done. Um, it makes the characters uh, more endearing and likable. Um, and it Less doesn't. One-sided, one sided, one le- Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't rely nearly as much on gags or fan service. So, like, boiling this all down, yeah, it's like when you're adapting something, you need to be able to still capture the essence of what made the original or the source material great and just figure out how to do that in whatever form you're trying to adapt into.
1: Yeah. I think whatever so. medium you're using,
2: yeah. Yeah. Whatever medium, whatever culture, like it's, I, I don't think it's exclusive to American anime adaptations. I, I just think America tends to get it wrong most of the time. Right. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think... I mean,
0: because America is so damn rich and they have these huge institutions, they can just kind of get their claws on any single franchise and Mm -hmm. adapt it. And it's what you see most heavily. Hence my rant earlier, Is simply because America is the most frequent defender of this problem.
2: Um, Yes.
0: And I, I just think we've seen time and time again, it doesn't work. When America makes an original show, it can be great. When they come out with... Uh, Rick and Morty, like an original uh, an original show, it can be fantastic. But when they just copy something else, it doesn't work. And you, you see it so much and all the time it fails. The amount of video game movie adaptations we've had, none of them have been good. None of them have ever risen mm-hmm. above six out of ten, really, have they? They've never been yeah, a no. genuinely good film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you go on
1: Rotten Tomatoes and it's pretty depressing to look at. Yeah, Uh,
2: Dragon Ball Evolution.
0: (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: I was going to mention that. Like, like all the time it's happening. And even even when they take an American show, like Avatar The Last Airbender, Shaman fucks it up. You can't even adapt an American (laughs) thing right, let alone another country's thing. (laughs) Just stop trying. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Avatar is another great example of an adaptation that worked well uh, because it's very clearly inspired by anime. Yeah, um, yeah. But it tells its own story.
1: Avatar uh-huh. not anime. We're not opening that can of worms. No,
2: you go <laughs> back to the internet. Um, but yeah, and like, again, it, it it takes from the source m- material, but it uses it as inspiration rather than using it as a carbon copy. Um, like another example, I, I don't I, I know that people m- it may not be like critically acclaimed or I I, I enjoyed the first Pacific Rim. Um,
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but like great.
2: a lot of that like Guillermo del Toro is very like open about Evangelion Mecha and Kaiju you know obviously influencing the movie but he you know didn't just copy them he made his own thing with it
0: yeah totally he just did his own mm-hmm. thing and he said this is what I like I mean it's no difference like if any one of us was to make a film it would probably be somewhat inspired by anime but we wouldn't just be remaking an anime. we just mm-hmm. be saying, oh, I really like that aspect of this thing, so I'll kind of take it and make it my own. Because everything is inspired by everything. Like, there are no original mm-hmm. ideas anymore, really. Everything's been done before. You could even take My Hero Academia. That's obviously massively inspired by all sorts of superhero comic books. All Might is inspired by American heroes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, even anime will take influence from various western things like it's just a cycle where everyone kind of enjoys each other and likes each other and takes inspiration from one another but Mm. it's when someone's like i'm gonna just completely copy that person and do the exact same thing that to me is just extremely lazy writing and to me adapting something that is just really really fucking lazy in comparison to actually making something new and original and fresh and unique um, unless you adapt it in a totally different way. For example, so here's one. Let's say Japan took Star Wars and they said we're going to make an anime adaptation of Star Wars. However... I
1: feel like that's happened. Has
0: it? <laughs> I don't know. I I know they made an Iron Man anime. No. Okay, that... that- that might suck. I don't know. <laughs> but I was going to say, if if they took Star Wars and did an anime adaptation and just retold the story of Luke Skywalker, it would be terrible. It'd be awful. Mm-hmm. But if they said, we're going to tell a story, a totally new story with totally new characters in the Star Wars universe, but it's totally its own thing, it could be really good. Because it's a completely fresh thing. But if it was a retread of a story that's already been told, and is already acclaimed, and people love it, it's just going to be a worse version of that.
2: Yeah, and I think the problem comes from, like, the end goal of whoever's making this adaptation is trying to get towards. So with something, you know, like Ghost in the Shell, you know, I I, I watched the movie, it was pretty bad, um, but it, it felt like it was a movie made by a bunch of people in an office, a bunch of executives being like, all right, this is what's popular. We're going to take cool looking stuff from here and shoehorn into a movie. And people love it because they love this show without realizing why exactly. Um, but that's the thing is like, there needs to be some sort of intent behind how you're adapting something. Um, And if the intent is to just make something because it's popular, that's not going to get you very far.
0: Yeah. Do you think there is, like, just a team of studio executives saying, well, what do kids like? Anime. Oh, what anime is popular? Oh, Ghost in the Shell is quite iconic. How about we make that? And and do you think there is just an element of
1: that? Just thinking, how do we sell tickets? what i love um, when the death note movie was revealed um it didn't say like based on the famous manga based on the famous anime series it said like based on the worldwide phenomenon oh.
2: like, <laughs> like, okay you're not even
1: acknowledging
2: oh. where it came
1: from right now you are just say like it's really popular be excited for this and that i feel like is some mad disrespect
2: yeah just yeah. from that alone
1: gave everyone like a clear idea before even seeing the movie, like what kind of adaptation would it be? Yeah. So
0: I never even noticed that. I never actually thought about that, but you're right. Yeah. It's like this, uh, refusal to acknowledge it as anime or manga, because again, you're assuming, well, <clears throat> there'll be some American families that have never heard of anime or manga. So we can't say that. So think they'll be thinking, what right. Is this? So just think, Oh, we'll say worldwide phenomenon. But again, it's just pandering Of an audience of fucking cunts, it's pandering to idiots. You're making a product where you're thinking, how can we get fucking morons through the doors? And it it just feels like you're taking something that sort of belongs to a specific group of people, as in fans Mm -hmm. and people who love the medium, and you're trying to sort of tear that away and introduce it to people that don't love the medium and don't care about the medium. And to me, that, that just doesn't really make sense. Like, like I, I I don't like sports. I don't want somebody to adapt football for me because football's not for me. Don't try and adapt that for me.
1: I'm trying and to think how that would work.
0: Maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe that's well, a stupid geez. example, but but I feel like if they try to rework a, a, a sport in a video game anime format to tailor to me... That would be wrong, and it would be sort of irritating to people who actually like sports in the first place. And it's the same as if you're taking an anime or a manga that people love and people follow, and it's like, well, let's try and tailor this to Mary and her kids. And Mary's a 54-year-old housewife, and she's never heard of anime, and she wants a nice film to go and take her kids to. And it's just like... But it's not for you, Mary, you dumb bitch. <laughs> get away from the cinema. <laughs>
2: so, I. That's it, actually interesting that you bring up sports um, anime because there are quite a like. I, I don't follow the sports at all. The World Cup's happening right now, and I, I don't know or care to follow it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but you're British. What kind of European are yeah, you? Yeah. What is wrong with you? You're living in the wrong country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, with sports anime, it's like, I I don't, I don't follow it at all. But there are shows like Haikyuu, um, which mm-hmm. is a volleyball anime, and like, of course, the sport is you know a very important part of it. But it's not just purely about the sports. Like, you grow to care about the characters and, like, what happens to them. But it still does a fantastic job of using the sport, like, as a storytelling vehicle. Vehicle. Yeah. (laughs) And it still, like, goes to, you know, pretty good lengths to explain it, put it into context, but not just make it entirely about it. So it's not like, all right, we're just going to make a sports show and have sports fans like this show. No, like the problem with, you know, something like ghost in the shells adaptation is yeah. They try to appeal to a very broad audience um, versus, you know, focusing on something, you know, a little, a little more focused.
0: Yeah. I think, um, I, I've completely had a mind blank. I was gonna say something just then, but I've forgotten what it was I was gonna say. Uh oh Yuri on that was it. I was gonna like,
2: Oh yeah oh, sports okay, anime, yeah. That
0: was it. That's why Yuri Nice is so good. Um because mm-hmm. again it's it's not just about the sport. It's it's about the characters, it's about this if really. Posit- the
2: characters were good. <laughs> Ooh, controversial.
0: Controversial. <laughs> Shots fired. I've, I think uh, you know. Obviously, one of the reasons why it is so popular, and I think understandably so, is it's a really nice portrayal of a gay relationship, and in anime, mm-hmm. that's quite uncommon. Uh, right. but I think that it's it's great that it has this really positive portrayal. And yeah, okay, the characters aren't super deep, <laughs> admittedly, but uh, I think it's an entertaining show. And right. uh, I still liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like it. Yeah, but of course, yeah, you, you don't come away thinking those characters were just so detailed. Mm-hmm. No, but. Um, but I think the relationship is really nice and uh, the way it explores the sport without really just sort of shoving it down your throat I think is really good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we've gotten slightly off topic with the adaptations, but... I think good. it's all
2: related. Point, point all being, good. if you're adapting yeah. something, if you're adapting something, it's like make sure you just you no. Know, not just copying something and doing your own thing like right. there, there's a difference between inspired by and copying something yep. so it's
1: it's the same deal as like when games are brought to the west or anything is taken from one country to another it's not just a matter of translating it and a lot of people hate this word i don't know why but you have to localize the product too if you just translate the product then a lot of it's going to get lost and it's not going to mm-hmm. hit as hard as it can be but Good localization will take the meaning of the original product, retain it, but still like it will convey it in a better way that gets across to the target audience better. And that's, it's the same deal for um, adaptations as well. You need to um, Mm -hmm. get the point across in a way that is still unique and tailored for your audience better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think what I don't get as well is like, when you get these directors that say, oh, we love the source material. We're really, really, we really love it. I mean, you have the the guy who directed the definite movie saying, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the original, but then you just think, are you? Because I saw your adaptation and uh, (laughs) (laughs) like, I mean, disclaimer: actually, I've not seen it. I've only seen bits of it. I couldn't bring myself to sit through, sit through it from start (laughs) to finish. I think I'd have killed myself. Um, (laughs) But I've, I've seen clips and I've seen plenty of reviews of it and I kind of know what, what happens. and uh,
1: Right. Same. You just,
0: just think, do you really like the source material? Because if you do, you've got a weird way of showing it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it a strange one. I, I really hope we come to a point where we see less and less adaptations and we see more original content because that is just infinitely better. When you see mm-hmm. something totally original, totally fresh, that's what's fantastic. That keeps the the creative gears working. But I think if yeah. you're just replicating something that someone else has achieved, it's just not going to work. And I worry in the age of Netflix now, I worry they'll turn around. Are we going to do a live action Dragon Ball series? Or are we are going to do uh, any number of, of shit fests of adaptations? And yeah, mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't happen, yeah. but I fear that we're going to see more. We've got a, I think there's a, a Japanese live action adaptation of Bleach coming out.
1: Um, we have a live action of your name coming out and i oh, am mortified really? what uh yeah oh, I, no. I i no! It, it hurts my soul
0: your yeah. name is one of my favorite films of all time it's in my top five i do mm-hmm. not right. want to see an adaptation of that nope it, it, the the, yeah. the anime film is perfect it got all the right, right moments the pacing was great everything was just 10 out of 10 leave it they, yeah, they right. did a great job. It is fine. just don't touch it. Do your own thing, <laughs> lazy fuck. But
2: yeah, that's why like tying it back to the, you know, the stuff we were talking about at the beginning of uh the show. It's it's why I'm like kind of cautiously optimistic, but still pretty hesitant about the killer kill game. Um mm, because yeah. from everything that I'd heard of the Little Witch Academia game, it wasn't it it, it just ha- it was a game that happened to be about Little Witch Academia, rather than a Little Witch Academia game. Um, so that's what I'm hoping that like this upcoming Kill the Kill game isn't just a generic fighter with a Kill the Kill skin. Like I, I, I want to be able to feel like I'm one of these characters, zooming yeah. around a giant battlefield with you know skimpy clothes and ridiculous over the top attacks. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like. You know when you're, especially when you're adapting into another medium, like you need to be able to retain that feel.
0: Yeah, my right. fingers crossed. It is good. I I think it could work. Um, I mean, it all depends on how they adapt it and what they do with it. But I'm optimistic. I think it could work definitely. But we'll just have to see. Anyways, shall mm-hmm. we uh, wrap it up there? Because we're coming up to an hour, and uh, I think it was a nice yeah. length, nice time to leave it.
1: Yeah, we had a nice fiery discussion there.
0: A fiery discussion. It was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. What was what, that noise? What? what,
2: what? Yeah. Oh, that was supposed to be, like, a dragon, I think. I don't know. Well, now that you brought attention to it. What the fuck like, was that? All right, you know what? We're done here. This oh is the point where I... <laughs> thought, oh, my God. That's what all right. my weird noises well, now. All right, well, hopefully oh. the... Fade out anime music is happening right now, and you're hearing some wonderful J pop um, over, up to to our, over <laughs> our talking. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And uh, yeah, the next episode will hit you uh, at some point, maybe
1: in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, it'll definitely be probably the week after Anime Expo because yeah, we can get Ed on the show and he'll have a lot to say. Yeah. All right.
0: Good stuff. And uh, oh, do you want to say your Twitter handles, guys?
1: So you can just like degrade what I post again.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can fi- find me at Musing Mojack on Twitter, um, right on Goomba Stomp as well. And yeah.
2: And <laughs> I am at Like The Rogue on Twitter, on Steam, and in your heart
1: ah
0: ah lovely i am harry underscore morris underscore on twitter uh and yeah that's it so good stuff end of podcast uh time to stop
2: recording